Welcome to Swing Shot, America's only American Gladiators podcast. I am your host, Blaine Zimmerman, joined as always by Hamilton County's most exclusive in excess uh, oh. uh, historian, mm. Russ Slivka. Mm. It didn't work out really well for them. I didn't know that. You, yeah. You're a big in excess fan? Huge. <sighs> Yeah. Can you do a bonus episode on the guy from uh, In Excess? Yeah, sure. He was like a chef, right? Or something? Wait. Chief. Wait. wait <laughs> Great googly you, movie. You read that wrong. Didn't he? Like, he died, right? What do you mean, right? You're the expert. You're the expert. Wait, are you actually an expert? <laughs> no, I have no Blaine idea. Blaine just made this up. Yeah. The guy from In Excess was like a chef, and he lost his sense of taste and went super Oh, so he's depression. like Mozart. Just like Mozart. Yeah. Because he was deaf, right? Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same. <laughs> You're thing. right. Exactly. Same thing. Austria, Austrian. So the Inexus guy was mouth deaf, right? He was. <laughs> the he other, was mouth the, deaf. The other and then I think he, he died uh, via asphyxiation. Oh, um, yeah. Ooh, like the Kill Robin Bill guy? Williams. What? Like the Kill Bill guy? I don't I haven't seen David Kill Carradine. Bill. He did. He like uh, auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other voice you're hearing is Ryan, <laughs> aka uh, Ryan, aka DJ Benedict Cummerspeck. Cummerspeck. Ooh, <laughs> the grief bacon. <laughs> That's what he he plays. He yells grief bacon before he drops the beat. Place goes nuts. So this episode. Is semifinal number one, Whew. where we bring back Joanna Needham, the motorcycle cop from California. Yeah, the Nancy, first female motorcycle cop in L.A., right? And, yeah. yeah. LAPD, mm-hmm. yeah. And Nancy Petito, the ah, yes. housewife from Boston. And then on the men's side, we have Craig Williams, the mm-hmm. former football player, going up against our favorite Marine, Phil Carroll. And Craig has a unique, like, uh, almost like a Fu Manchu mustache in this yeah. episode yeah. that I didn't Very, notice before. Very, like, faint. Very faint, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Your hosts of this episode, as always, are Mike Adamley and Joe Theisman, who you probably know from an episode of Arliss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not oh, yeah, like I remember, but I could see how yes, he'd be yeah. on well, It would make sense that he was, it was all Arliss. Also, I'm almost positive I'm at the end of Joe Theismann's IMDb with two episodes to go. Do you know if he's always playing himself? No, he's not. He's not. So okay. he plays himself in stuff like Arliss and mm. um, uh, what was the <clears throat> snow coming and uh, <laughs> love on the sidelines. Uh. But he definitely played characters in like Good Luck and Cannonball Run. No, Cannonball Run 2, it was himself. I'm amazed with your dexterity to pull the names yeah. of past movies that he's made cameo parts in i mean i've done lots of research i'm impressed i am impressed not only do i i watch all of them before i put them in the that's a lie um snow coming i've watched snow coming every time i've watched american gladiators um it's part of your ritual it's the only one i watch is snow coming it's my favorite one honestly phil 26 5 foot 10 190 Owns a cleaning company. If you don't know about these characters at this point, you haven't been listening to previous episodes. And if you're jumping in now, thanks. Um, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of jumping in at like Chester Arthur on our actual yeah, last yeah. podcast. But at least the like, there'd be a rhyme or reason to that. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, Someone challenged me the other day to name all the presidents Washington to Biden in dude, order. Dude, somebody challenged me that at, yeah. when I was in Lincoln two weeks ago. And I like completely fumbled the bag. Yeah. Yeah, did you forget somebody? What? I forgot lots of people. Oh yeah, I forgot lots of them. 
Well, it's not that I forget them. I forget the order. That's what I mean. Yeah. But did you forget any entire? I always forget Hayes. Yeah. And, which is mm. funny because I know I always forget Hayes and I always forget Hayes. And he's one of our best He's episodes. right after Grant, right? Yes. No. Garf. Nope. Yep. You're Funkle. right. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. Grant. Okay. Grant Hayes, Garfield. T. So in the joust, Nitro shoves Phil off with his hand. Again, that's a serial offender of this. Yeah. And also, pause. Where's Gemini been this entire time? He really wasn't in the last episode. No, was like at all. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's he's in this one for sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, and Nitro's getting better. I think he might be the best gladiator. Clearly, they want to mark, market him more. Like yeah. I think they they want to market him as a heel because they interview him a lot and the crowd boos a lot. Yeah, and every time he seems surprised by that, so it seems like they haven't told him they're making him a heel. Right. I oh. think it's it does like credence to your idea that they're writing his stuff. I yeah. think it's Nitro and Zap are probably the top two most celebrity gladiators at this point. Nitro ends up writing book. Yeah. Two, um, I think. And Zap's Instagram, she's always crossfitting or Curling. golfing or curling. Malibu's doing a uh, podcast. I'd play golf with Zap. Zap, open invitation. Come play the prison course in Pendleton with me. Hmm. Huh. It's one of my favorite golf courses. Why? It's just it's next to a prison. Yeah. Um, it's relatively easy. Yeah. Uh, it's close by. Pendleton's like, a cool town. Really knocks off the three things you want out of a golf course. Yeah. Right. Close by, easy, next to a prison. Yeah. Holes. What yeah, if Andy Dufresne pops out of one of those holes at the end of the show? <laughs> this I was playing actually this last Friday with my friend Brett, and uh, there was a alarm like the. The, the, bread from uh, greeks it's our yeah. taste yeah uh we play almost every friday i think it was the tornado siren that went off oh but we were playing with this random guy that we picked up halfway through the course and he like kind of looked around like he was kind of panicked and i was like i think somebody escaped he was uh, like oh. you think that's what it is and i was like i don't know I mean, <laughs> yeah. why else would an alarm go off yeah and he made his way down yeah. to the 17th green <laughs> That's funny you say that. That's the the hole that the prison's on. Oh. So when you tee off on 17, well, the prison is on the left side of the fairway. Wow. And there's like white stakes. And if you hit a ball past the white stakes, the um, people in the guard tower will tell you not to go pick them up. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have snap hooked one into the prison before. Oh, really? Only one. I've played there a lot and I've only hit one into the prison. And I mean, you've got to hit a bad shot to hit <laughs> the prison. And boy, was it bad. <laughs> yeah. Like like into the yard? Like, could, oh, yeah. I hit, hit, I hit it over the wall. Wow. Um, you like, made and it. for. Most people who play golf know like right-handed golfers don't typically hit drives left. Like you've got to really do something wrong, and I everything went wrong that swing. And yeah, <laughs> that was the day that Andy found a well, golf ball. Well, it's funny too because you can hear you can hear him out in the yard sometimes because like I'm guessing they like play baseball or something because you'll hear him cheering and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. they're probably exercising or something. You think it's baseball? I, yeah, I mean, what else would you play Basketball. as a giant group? Well, there's too many people. Maybe, I guess they could all be watching a game. But, yeah. I um, tried to teach my eight-year-old daughter. The way daughter, the cheering is intermittent, though, makes me feel like mm-hmm. it's baseball. Intermittent. Good usage of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 My family and I went to the Indianapolis Indians game today against the Iowa Cubs. Mm-hmm. And Olivia was like, so how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like trying to explain the basics of baseball oh, good. to an eight-year-old. Yeah. Well, I was How tried, did you explain it? I was like, okay, so that's the pitcher. He's throwing it to the catcher. And the batter, if he swings and misses, it's called a strike. She's like, oh, yeah, three strikes and you're out. I was like, okay. yep. 
but there's this thing called a strike zone and that's where her eyes just started to glaze over yeah. a little bit because I was like there's these things called balls and you have four of them and then yeah explaining explaining balls in baseball is mm-hmm. rough yeah strike it's very apparent for the yes. most part yes but yeah, it's but, not inside the but box. But then she really enjoyed the rules about like, but if the pitcher hits the batter with the ball, then he gets to go to first base. And if there's someone on first, he gets to go to second. She's like, oh. one of her first questions was like, can girls play baseball? I was like, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's not true. Then I told her about softball and she was like, can boys play softball? And I was like, oh, here we go. Well, oh, they look, have foul ball. To, they have to be in their 30s. Yes. <laughs> and like nothing else to do. Uh, and then it becomes their entire personality. Yeah. Yeah, Gus liked the sound <laughs> effects when a foul ball went way over the stadium and like he heard like the, the glass, glass breaking, breaking sound. Oh, yeah. That was his Who won? favorite part of the game. Indians did. Did they wear the Young Bucks uniforms? No, I thought they were going to. Those yeah. are super cool. Yeah. Have you seen those? I don't know. So but they, I was at the Indians game on Thursday. It's so fun. It was really yeah, nice. I love yeah. And the games. Indians, I mean, they hit back to back home runs. I've got it. Oh, back to nice. back home runs. I was, in the, uh, I was at the track all day yesterday. And man, that was a long day. It For those of you not day. in Indianapolis, Blaine is referring to the one and only Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. Watching my boy Stingray. Who's going to come on the podcast? Let's get him on. He, cool. Yeah, he doesn't know it yet, but he's coming on the podcast. Love that. Stingray Ryan. I, I just want him to come on and just be a fourth observer of one of our random episodes. <laughs> oh, like man. Brett was just the day that we did like <laughs> yeah. Ulysses well, I think he'll talk. or something. He'll talk more. He's, he's very media savvy. And he's... In the Indianapolis 500. Come on, by the time go. you hear this, awesome. it will have been done and over with let's by, go. for weeks. But it was an exciting day today because he qualified for the Indy 500. So That's we huge, were very man. excited. So going back to the joust, Nitro does not fill off with his hand. We don't see the executioner, which is disappointing. Mm, that is sad. Um, Craig's six foot two, 225 pounds. He's a credit analyst. And Nitro stick breaks. Yeah, this like was weird. The puffy end, oh, yeah. Yeah. the Q-tip end, is yeah. just kind of dangling just around. Dangling, just inept. Um, yeah, they both fall flaccid. off at the same time, and then you find out that like just a Craig, pugil stick. His hand came off, and he as he's falling, he brings Nitro with him. Yeah. So they both stand on either side of the executioner, and the executioner for the first time ever gives Nitro a thumbs up. Wow. So it's thirty-five to thirty-five. Nitro says, I won either way. The question is, did I mess up my hair? Oh, and then everyone boos, and he looks confused. <laughs> um, it's like, wait. Yeah. You don't like me? So women's cannonball, we come in, they're both one of two, so we're only going to see one swing. Nancy Petito is 27, a five foot 10, 148-pound housewife, who knocks Zap off easily. Jeez. Joanna wow. Needham is 29, five foot eight, 150. She's a motorcycle cop. And she also makes short work of Zap. It yeah. is 60 to 60. They both went two for three. In men's Powerball. Mm. Everybody seems to be very concerned with Craig. Once again, uh, underestimating Phil's ability. Phil just follows along with wherever the double team is. Gets buckets left and right. Yep, he did. Um, he was dropping them left and right. Yeah. Although... Mm. On one of the ones he makes, uh, he gets shoved by, I think, uh, no, Nitro. Nitro. And he tweaks something. They think it's his ankle. I thought it was his knee immediately. Yeah. Didn't look like his ankle twisted, and he grabbed the back of his knee. Mm -hmm. But Phil's up 110 to 80. But we got to keep an eye on Phil because he might be injured. Yeah. And it didn't look good. Like, he was limping around pretty good. Um, We went straight into women's Powerball. 
And Joanna does a super sweet spin move. Mm-hmm. Also, Nancy ends up d- literally dragging one of the the gladiators over to put the ball in, which I thought was kind of cool. Strong like bull. Joe Joe says, "I don't think Lace is going to make it as a defensive back." I he know she makes that to. comment a lot. Yeah, yeah, about Malibu mostly. He does. I think he's really jealous of Malibu. I think he is too. Hmm. Do you think? Go ahead. It might be the thought that I'm having as well. It's the thought <laughs> Go that ahead, counts. Russ. Do you think that Joanna can do tricks on her motorcycle? That's not at all what I was thinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, define trick. Like standing know, like on wheelies. the seat while it's going think... wheelies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she could do a wheelie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe stand up. She's like... I, I, stand up. <laughs> she strikes me as the kind of uh, bike cop that's like, well, I could do it, but should I do it? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think she... Respect the bike. Yeah. Yeah. All right, time for Powerball. Russ, the former bingo caller. Uh, R38. R38. Doritos are flammable and can be used as kindling. Wow. Huh. What's your favorite Dorito flavor, gents? Cool Ranch. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we all stand in solidarity there. There's a buffalo the one other? that's pretty good. Buffalo yeah, spicy good. buffalo. There was also in like the 90s a... Like a like a black bag with purple and silver on it that now I need in like, oh, I got to find this out. You can light anything so, on fire. Fact. Is However, any chip also? It makes a good kindling because it burns for a long time. Okay. Most chips serve as good fire starters because they're made of flammable hydrocarbons soaked in oil. Hmm. Yeah, that would, makes sense. Uh, would Fritos be a twisted fire starter? Isn't that the song? No, it's just fire starter. I'm the fire starter. Yeah. It's the, like somatic. I'm the fire yeah. starter. The, this is a twisted fire starter. Oh, maybe. I don't what, know what you guys are talking about. Powerball five thousand? No, 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 no. It's um, it's like a one prodigy. Name prodigy. You know the song. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to find that discontinued Dorito flavor while Russ spins again. Go ahead, Russ. K four. <laughs> I think it's B4. Uh, okay. The average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. Six months? Wow. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. Uh, National Association of City Transportation Officials says the average time is 75 seconds, which is 20% of all driving time. I think how they program traffic lights has got to be pretty fascinating. There's Just a great the Monty Python song it. about it. <laughs> There is? Yeah. Yeah, it just goes, I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. No matter where I've been. That song sounds I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. But only when they're green. And then a chorus comes in and goes, he likes. And they do that for all three colors. It's a great song. It's on the final ripoff. Okay. G51. 51. That's Stingray's number. (laughs) Fitting. The first roller coaster was invented at Coney Island as a way to distract people from sinful activities. Wow. What? Like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, that one. The big one. Picking up hookers on the boardwalk? No, masturbating. So many things. Cereal was invented to was, stop masturbating. Was masturbating on the boardwalk? Legend. No, Kellogg 
Kellogg it very James much Kellogg. Yeah, made a cereal to prevent masturbation. Wait, wait a second. Walk. I want dis- more explanation. Lamarcus Thompson was disgusted by the debauchery of New York's inhabitants. Saloons and brothels were so popular in the late 1800s, he wanted to provide a family-friendly, sin-free way to have fun. Huh. He was inspired by railroad tracks of the West, specifically called the Mouch Chunk Switchback Railway, which featured a high-speed 665-foot drop with a chimp changing... <laughs> uh, it was a baboon. Track right. jumping. Uh, yeah, sorry, baboon. Baboon. <laughs> On a blanket with myself is where I'll be. Who right, agrees to test that? The first uh, roller coaster. Oh, oh, oh. That's a good question. Probably a baboon. Uh, let's see. What did I get? Oh, 16, please. Oh, 16. Fun fact from Blaine's computer. Sears used to sell houses. I think I knew that. Oh, yeah. I actually know this is true because I lived in one. Yeah, it was like a prefab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The house used to record it. Yeah. We found the original catalog that was ordered out. That's of. right. It yeah. was printed that's out. It was printed yeah, on our yeah, wall. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. How yeah. much was it? I don't at that time. Like fifty six hundred dollars. Jeez. Something stupid. It was Yeah. Don't worry, capitalism is fine. Is Sears still around? Um, I know they closed the local store here. No. Sears is gone. All of Sears. I think so. They were called kit houses. They were shipped on a train. You could assemble the house yourself. Wow. I mean, back then, people who sure. knew how to do everything. When like, they used real materials. Do you know the, the, pre- the Roebuck? No, like the prefab houses now that they build, they will, if they get caught on fire, they'll be gone in less than seven minutes. Oh, yeah. Like the average response time of a fire department's like 10. That's yeah. so freaky. In so yeah, this neighborhood. G41, please, Blaine. G41. Ooh, the Dirk. Britain once had a cones hotline for people to report rogue traffic cones. What? Like report the need for them? Or report that they're out there. Like, hey, you've got a, a, a missing cone? Or this lane is blocked off? It was launched in 1992 to report traffic cones on the road for no apparent reason. <laughs> it was mocked for being both comically pointless and a waste of government money before it was disbanded in 1995. How many people Weird. called that line when they were stuck in traffic? It- <laughs> Inspired the term cone syndrome, which is used to describe policies that have no real purpose. So all it's pronounced Crohn's syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one for me. Here we go. I-24, please. Milk wagons gave us roadway lines. Milk wagons, yeah, milk wagons. gave us railway lines. Roadway, roadway, roadway lines. lines. Like, like the, between in the, middle, the intersection? I'm, yeah, I'm assuming. Uh, okay. Considered the most important single traffic safety device, the painting of lines down the center of roads was devised by Edward Hines in 1911 when he hmm. s- saw dotted drippings from a m- leaking milk wagon and struck on the concept. Weird. Oh, I see. So he saw lines from oh, milk yeah. and was like, oh, that's a good idea. That could keep people on the right side yep. of the road. So it is yeah. terrifying, like in, in the snow, when you can't see those. Oh, yeah. And it's just every man for himself. Yeah. When you just can't see the road at all. Yeah. Thank you, I don't Blaine. like it when it's like just the right kind of rain and you can't see anything because of the lights. At mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway. Refraction. Before we move on to Men's Cannonball, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Men's Cannonball. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. 
It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, if you remember, we're about to go into men's cannonball. And what you missed while you were, we were on the break was uh, two of the runs have already happened. You just you missed it. Mm-hmm. All right. Craig's two for two. Craig has never uh, not knocked a gladiator off. He's that's impressive. Yeah, he's eight for eight so far on his uh, cannonball career. Cannonball. You could say he's cannonball run three. Really, yeah, you could. I'm actually oh, yeah. kind of surprised Joe Theismann never made that comment about cannonball run. Yeah. Two during. You're right. Yeah. That is surprising. That really um, is. I wonder if they cut it out. He must have. I also am starting to wonder if, if Phil's done. And, and I'm reading this because I write down my thoughts as it's, as it's happening. And yeah. I wrote, this might be overdue to injury. Mm. Phil looks really bad as yeah. he's flying through the air. Yeah. Craig knocks Malibu off again. And I must say, Malibu's hair really does look great flying through the air. Yeah, yeah it really when does. he falls off, and don't, he's he falls off of it a lot. Yeah, don't they talk about? Didn't Theismann talk about like how beautiful it, his yeah, hair yeah. was and like it's individual like, strands? I, I think I wrote that it. down as as a response to Theismann talking about his hair because it, it really does look. I mean, it, and it's he brings it nice. up every time. It's very yeah. nice. If anyone's going to talk about his hair, it shouldn't be Nitro. It should be Malibu. Yeah. Right. Wait, I. Did I say Nitro? Nitro was like, yeah, the only question is, did I mess up my hair? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah nobody cares about your hair. Yeah, nobody cares about it. Sorry, I thought that was another explanation point situation. Um, <laughs> the medical staff now eliminates Phil and does not allow him to keep performing. Yeah, and we've learned that there's a medical staff. And yeah. we don't we don't know what the, what the rules are for this because they make them up as they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't they let him keep going? So he, he couldn't sign a waiver. He said say, that he's pretty. Sh- the medical staff looked at it and they said you probably tore a ligament in your knee. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's um, either sprained or torn. Or yeah, he said yeah. it's either sprained or torn. I have to get it checked out when I go back home. I do really wonder. Like, does the show cover medical costs? Mm, no good question. way. Well, they um, probably sign away. Knowing Insurance. that the gladiators eventually struck. Yeah, uh, I doubt it. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a gladiator strike. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Rome. Because they were paying them like ten grand a season or something like oh, that. Yeah, and they were I making bet. them do like two or three episodes a day. It was like and... seven hundred bucks an episode and they yeah. were like, We want a thousand. They yeah. were paying them like yeah, union minimum was, yeah. or whatever. Oh my yeah. god. I didn't know there was a gladiator strike. Yeah. I am excited for the thirty for thirty. I'm also excited to not do this anymore. I feel like we should read Nitro's book. Who says I haven't? Oh, oh. I do. I have not read it. <laughs> so at this point in time, Craig's up 180 to 110, but we don't know what that means. Does that mean we're done? Uh, then Mike, so Mike, when he finds out he's interviewing Phil and he finds out he's torn his ligament and he says, well, you know what they say. He who lives to walk away lives to see another day. Yeah. Adam yeah. Lee has these quips that. I'm telling you, Mike, Mike went to philosophy 101 mm-hmm. his freshman year and yeah. it has stuck with him. Yeah. Yeah. He does have all of them and physics 101. 
Yes, of mm-hmm. course. Momentum. Yeah. 1,000 pounds. pounds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then we find out they're replacing Phil with John Shumsky. <sighs> yes. Who, might I add, has already lost to Craig twice. Wow. Yeah. And now he comes in and assumes Phil's points. Mm. So it's still 180 to 110. John says, well, my buddy... Wait, hold on. i got to get my Boston accent here. Pock the God. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Phil... Uh, my buddy Phil... He gave me all the points, so we're good. Yeah, like that's, that's good. That's that good. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this show is completely unhinged. <laughs> yes, it can we is. can we for a sec? Because you said he assumes his points. Can we somehow equate this to what we've been through on the journey of presidents? Like, what would this have been like in the history of presidents? It, it would have to have 9/11. been nine eleven. Are you no? Are you comparing <laughs> was Phil? an inside job? <laughs> are you comparing like Phil to JFK? No, I'm saying like. This is his moonshot. This is the first time that <laughs> a gladiator, has, or I'm sorry, that a contestant has left. John Shumsky would be John William, Tyler. No, Williams Jennings Bryan, because he's he loses to Craig over and over and over. Okay, oh, okay, like, oh. okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's yep. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So John Shumsky, huge silver guy. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. He's the silver um, king of the East. Uh, yeah. Chicago. Did you see that Craig's wife? And John Shumsky's girlfriend were sitting together. I did not. They they cut to it very quickly. Huh? Did but, they? Yeah. I was making lunch while I was watching this episode. I was. Yeah, I was doing stuff, and it was, <laughs> was on my phone. Breakfast. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, no, but good. they cut to them very quickly, and they were sitting together mm. right after Shumsky came in. So either they were sitting together the entire time, hmm. or when Shumsky was brought in, the wife came in also to sit down. Interesting. Do you think they had to pause filming to say, what do we do now? Or do you think they had an alternate picked? Because when the the way they talked about it was they had an alternate and they like Shumsky had to stay because it seemed like they made everybody else go home and they made him stay just in case something like this. Yeah. Interesting. I like the idea of Bronco just sitting in the wings. (laughs) Right. right. Oh, I'm going in. Yeah. Oh, it's me. No, 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 no. That would have been better. Yeah. That would have been a thousand percent better if Bronco. Mm -hmm crosses the picket line yeah. and becomes a contender. And the gladiator strike. Oh. Yeah. I With still all think... the data he has. Do you think Bronco crossed the picket lines during the gladiator strike? Do you mm. think he was a scab? I think he was willing to. Yeah. I bet he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was, he was a, a scab? scab? Yeah. He yeah. realized he couldn't do a show by himself. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So they go okay. right into assault. They introduce John and they go right into assault. Like we said, he's coming in cold. He yep. just gets Phil's points. And then it gets weirder. So <laughs> I thought his hand got hit when he put it up on the cannon at one point. They didn't call it. And then as soon as he, he like waits forever he to does. go from the cannon to the sticks. And then as soon as he goes out, he gets hit. But wait, mm. did the ball hit the ground first? Mm-hmm. Replay shows it did. So they reset and just get let him start at the cannon again. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes to the sticks and hits the target. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the fix is in. Yeah. They, yeah. Like this is like, he's going to win. That was yeah. what I thought. I was like, all right, like somebody has something on Vegas and yeah. Um, yeah. So, can you imagine if you were, if there were odds in Vegas and you chose Shumsky at the beginning, this is by far the most interesting episode we've seen so far. One like thousand percent. So he immediately comes in cold. Immediately there's controversy. And then he wins, which closes the gap. Um, because Craig 
time just expires so they call it a draw he doesn't make it all the way to the end Mm -hmm. but the time runs out so now it's 210 to 185 so he's closed that gap by Hmm. what it was 70 points and now it's 15 25 yeah Hmm. so yeah so it's interesting women's assault they don't show the joust at all but they do show us the scores so nancy petito's up 250 to 205 okay uh, Nancy gets hit going to station two. Lace, for some reason, has sunglasses on her leotard. Cool. And Joanna cool. does a cool. barrel roll going into the barrels. Maybe gets, she took it literally. She was like, right. I, I need yeah. to do this. She gets hit while doing the barrel rolls. But now she might be hurt mm. because when she does the barrel roll, she lands on her shoulder weird. And she's oh, yeah. she's holding it like it's separated. Like yeah. She's holding her arm at like a 90 degree angle like one does sure. when one separates their shoulder. So the score is still 250 to 205. But I'm thinking at this point, like there is zero chance two people are getting injured and leaving the same episode. Yeah. Like, the producers not, are sweating it. During yeah. This oh, yeah. Yeah. So we Bronco go to, is there just waiting. Yeah, Bronco's <laughs> like, like, I'll be a woman. Like, <laughs> like, what does our non-existent rule book say? Yeah. So Breakthrough and Conquer. John gets tackled by Gemini, so he's back. But then he runs out of time versus Nitro. So maybe the comeback is over before it begins. Got it. Craig, they know, has a black eye. And it's from, I think, Nitro from an earlier episode. Okay. Gemini knocks Craig out of bounds, which is surprising because I think Craig was a running back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. he's also huge. Yeah, he's, large. he's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. But he is able to shove Nitro out of the ring. So he widens the gap a little bit. It's two fifty to one eighty five. Uh Gemini says, Well, Mike, this is the semifinals and anything goes. <laughs> Thanks. So on women's breakthrough and conquer, Nancy just basically she starts on one far end instead of starting in the middle. Yeah. And she runs up and then just takes an angle because lace it's terrible. Also it. starts Lace on that far end. Yeah, like, at this. if Lace would have just started in the middle, even if Nancy just tries to run up the sideline, she could shove her out. But she, right. Lace starts on that far end with her, so she just basically loses the race to the pylon. Yeah. And then... She looks uh, like she gives up on it, Lace, most of the time yeah. when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, Zap, uh, she just basically, like, grabs Zap and rolls her out. So she gets the full points, full the extra bonus points for doing both. Joanna needs... All the points now, right? Zap's, so she's, Zap's upper legs are massive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zap's huge. arms are huge, Huge. Too. Yeah, yeah, she's jacked. Her outfit is weird also with like the one sleeve, one slide. like puffy yeah. looking sleeve. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Joanna uh, runs like into lace, like she kind of jumps and rolls over her and then lands back on that shoulder and like there is a complete hush in the oh, crowd yeah. oh yeah like, it's bad. lace immediately goes over yeah to her. lace immediately realizes she's hurt joanna's not moving the crowd goes silent and it's like a weird awkward moment and they don't immediately go to commercial they mm-hmm. just start talking about like well she landed on the other shoulder but she did hit her immediately with the shoulder that she hurt before hmm. and we're not real sure what's going to happen but then she gets up and gets into the wrestling ring. Yeah. But like you can tell she's favoring her shoulder and she can't really do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zap's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. So it's like 350 to 205 now. It's not like that. It is that. And we go into the eliminator. 
So Shumsky needs to win by 13 seconds. And I don't think I've ever seen an episode where someone was behind and won in the Eliminator. Because of time. Yeah. 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 However, as they're going across the balance beam, Craig grabs one of the medicine balls, which is a penalty. Yes. And John is across the balance beam faster than him. And then they go to the rope. And the top rope that you grab... Yeah. Like fails mm-hmm. on Craig, it just, and just slack. falls down. Yeah. yeah, so he can't get across. So Shumsky has the opportunity to do the most incredible thing we've seen, and then he runs into Gemini and cannot get around him. Yeah, yeah. which gives Craig the opportunity to catch up and pass him. Had he not picked the wall with the gladiator, I think John would have won. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because he still with thinks the, about that to this day, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because the rope, like the, the, yeah. when you say the rope failed. I mean, it it's failed. supposed to be a taut rope, and all of a sudden he the is whole just thing like just yeah. comes back. down on him. Yeah, yeah. and he like you see him look up, like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, is in. So so yeah, so Craig Williams is is in the final, which. Not to toot my own horn, but in the very first episode, I said I thought Craig Williams was going to be the winner of American Gladiators. And so now I have a chance. Joanna drops out. She's dropped out. She she separated her shoulder is what she did. So she drops out. And I thought, the I was like, there's no way they're just going to let somebody assume the 100 or 205 points and run this. And I was correct about that. Yeah. But I still thought the funniest thing possible would have been make Nancy run the Eliminator by herself. (laughs) (laughs) For her best time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we now have two of our finalists. Nancy Petito will be facing uh, either Christy Cotton or Tracy Phillips. Phillips. And Craig will be facing either, oh, Brian Hudson. Yes. Mississippi Mongoose. Yeah. Or Billy uh, Worth. Billy Worth. Oh, man. So in the next episode, we'll find out who our two finalists are. <sighs> who are you calling, Russ? For guys, who do you think? Billy Worth. I think it's going to be Brian. I think this is going to be the end of Billy's, Billy's run. He constantly surprises me. I think I'm going to go with Billy Worth as well. I, I do think if he didn't get hurt, I think Phil would have won this. I do too. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Every th- event. He was just like really powerhouse. good at everything. Who do you think between the the ladies for next episode? Because we do we Christy we Cotton. do not watch these ahead. So it's Wait, between Christy, Christy Cotton and oh, it's Christy Cotton. Remember, she's the PE teacher. But Tracy she, Phillips didn't she get chased by daggers by her brothers? Oh, was that mm, her? I right. thought so. I still go Christy Cotton. I could be wrong. I'm going Christy Cotton. Yeah, I am. Too. I'm going Christy Cotton with Nancy to win. Because Nancy has not really been challenged the entire time. In the conservatory yeah. with the And rope. then I think it's going to be Brian <laughs> Hudson. And I think life. Craig's going to win the whole thing. You think Craig's going to win with, okay. I, Well, that was my prediction in episode one. Craig and Petito or Craig and Cotton? I think it'll be Craig and Petito. Hmm. hmm. That'd be nice. I feel like Petito, Nancy deserves I think regardless it. of who wins the guys in this next one, I think Craig does win. I think Craig wins. And I think... The only thing is, the other thing, remember, Brian was a defensive back at Mississippi State. Like, I think that his, like, and he's incredibly athletic for the 1989. Sure. Yeah. Man, it's going to be tough. But Billy Worth. Yeah, he, life finds a way. Yeah. Uh, So. (laughs) The Eliminator. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What year was the very first motorcycle cop? 
Yeah. And that could be that. backwards. But didn't they yeah. do spam a lot as well? Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I saw that on Broadway. They also like traffic lights. They do. But not and when they are red. You guys, we'll see you soon, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm it's going to, to be a great time. If yeah. you're not a Patreon, become a Patreon. Tier 2. Uh, tier 2. It's 10 bucks a month. It's cheaper than Netflix. Yes. And with just as much content. Mm-hmm. If not more. Yeah, yeah, if not more. And and more catered <laughs> to your needs. That's right. Plus, you can listen to it in the car. You can't do that with Netflix without being irresponsible. Mm. So, highly suggest it. We would appreciate it. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.